0: Good evening, hushlings, and welcome. I present your preceptors to the underbelly of the void, the whispers of conjecture,
1: and the known of the unknown. Thus begins the conclave of the Hush-Hush Society.
0: Apollo 12, Houston, the limb
2: is on its way down. Roger. With Apollo 12 people referred to a crash it wasn't really a crash it was a aim deorbit orbit of the rocket used
1: to lift off the uh, lunar module and the crew separated the launch vehicle and crashed it back into the ground right close to where they had a seismograph that they had installed down there well it vibrated so it was kind of an early clue as to how solid was the surface of the moon in simple terms there is a
0: predator race which take a reptile, reptilian form. They're feeding off humanity. They've turned humanity into a slave race. They demand human sacrifice. That's where Satanism comes in. They feed off human energy, particularly feed off the energy of children. I'm saying it's broadcasting something, um, that it acts as a blocking frequency that makes stops us seeing and perceiving things that we would normally perceive. And it's basically having the effect of the fake reality
1: in the matrix movies five four three two one greetings hustronauts welcome back to the hush hush society conspiracy hour where we delve into the world of conspiratorial mysteries and
0: dark truths
1: i'm declassified dave and
0: i'm mystery mike and as always we're joined by our flight commander slick frank sanders
2: Oi, oi, slick frank sanders here what is up?
1: How
0: are we feeling today, boys? we feeling uh, good?
2: So rotten.
0: <laughs> I'm so
1: rotten. <laughs> I was going to say I'm feeling light and airy. You want
0: to hear something uh, very interesting? We are almost already
1: halfway through this season. Almost. Flying by. Psst, like a rocket. April's going to be a good month, but so is the rest of March. April Fool. In this installment, we board the SF-1 hush and blast off as we arrive back on the moon. Except this time, we don't question if we went there. We question what the moon actually is.
2: Is our neighboring satellite that we have come to know and ultimately depend on artificial? Placed here for the purpose of stability of life on Earth? Is it a spacecraft? Could it be made of cheese? And most importantly, is it hollow?
0: I... Personally think that the moon is an intergalactic rest stop where aliens drop off a deuce and continue on their way.
2: I think it's just a dirty truck stop in the cosmos. Gross
0: <laughs> like alien glory holes in this bathroom stalls. Reptilian lot lizards Ugh. just running around. <laughs> Literal lot lizards. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're going to dig deep and penetrate the lunar surface to explore the mystery of the hollow moon. So strap in, hushlings. But before we depressurize the airlock, be sure to check us out on all our social medias. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as always. As well as our official website for the Hush Hush Society, www.hushhushsociety.com.
1: There you can find all of our episodes from our debriefings, our declassified discussions, cryptid chronicles, merchandise, news, blogs, and the ability to drop that ever-coveted review or rating on Spotify.
0: Yes, Hushlings, in case you didn't know, Spotify is now taking ratings, so it's very easy. It's actually a lot easier than Apple Podcasts. You just go on there, you'll see a star rating. You can leave us anywhere from 1 to 5. You don't have to leave a comment, nothing. It's very easy. 1 through 5, submit. And then we will look at it and go, why do we have 3.2 stars? Everything's <coughs> terrible. Also, don't forget to join the Discord that we have. You can find our Discord link on our website up in the top right-hand corner. We are getting our Twitch channel going. And as always, our Patreon. Don't forget to become a patron today. A donation of $5 a month. That is a single tier. We are not a multi-tier system. We are not a pyramid scheme or a Ponzi scheme. You give us $5 a month, we give you a bunch of audio extras. Become a true hushling.
2: You'll get unlimited access to exclusive debriefings, new steamy Mystery Mike's Cryptid Erotica, <laughs> and monthly installments of The Frunk Factor with myself and Declassified Dave, as well as merch drops and early releases. Join at www.patreon.com slash hushhushsociety.
1: The last Mystery Mike's Cryptid Erotica, it hurt my face, so will put it that way. <laughs> Let me just say my face and Jimbo's face were definitely hurting at the end of that experience. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jimbo, poor
2: Jimbo. Pray for Jimbo. Jimmy Crickets.
1: Before we blast off, we have to revisit the question that we talked about back in May of last year that's a long time ago it was what type of cheese would the moon be and the other satellites in our solar system are they made of different types of cheeses as well Mm -hmm. i would think Europa's probably
2: like a hard parmesan jupiter is definitely a melting pot of cheesy fondue
0: i think our moon is uh it's kind of like brie you know it's got that outer shell and inside it's just soft
2: moist i imagine it just being like blue cheese i don't know a quote from carl sagan in 1966 a natural satellite cannot Be a hollow object. Therefore, the moon may not be a natural satellite at all.
1: Another interesting quote from Isaac Asimov it's too big to have been captured by the Earth. The chances of such capture having been affected and the moon having taken up nearly a perfect circular orbit around our Earth are too small to make such an
2: eventuality credible. So in
0: other words, the moon is fucking fake.
2: Yeah, fake moon, (laughs) fake space. Flat moon. (laughs) Flat moon.
0: Let's begin our journey with a little bit about our rocky companion. The earth is tidally locked as we've said previously with the moon, at the average distance of 215,000 miles. It takes 29 days for the moon to make a full orbit around the Earth, and it's the largest satellite compared to its parent planet, as well as the fifth largest moon in the solar system. Could you imagine traveling with the, the kids? You, know, you guys are in the van, just driving 215,000 miles in Biden's America, paying $29 a gallon for gas. Mm. No. Mm. You need a loan for that.
2: <laughs> I stress about driving to work with gas prices looking the way they are.
0: Grab another Slim Jim, kids. It's a
1: long ride. You better have those pizza combos ready. Oh, those things are
2: bussin'. Furthermore, the moon is about 2,100 miles in diameter compared to the Earth's nearly 8,000 mile diameter. We got a tiny little ball. Yeah. got our nice little corner in the, in the universe.
0: Yeah. Wait, so, so the moon The moon is 2100 miles in diameter, that's less than the distance from east to west coast America.
1: Yes, that's probably like New York City to Denver. (laughs)
2: Denver, maybe. Yeah, probably around that area, yeah. Hmm. Already sus. Already sus, right?
1: Yeah. Already sus. Let's get into some mainstream formation models of how the moon possibly came to be. The science of it all. We have a lot of science in here, actually.
0: Science rolls. (laughs) Bill, Bill, Bill. Put your thinking caps on. It's going to be a doozy.
2: When they shut the lights off in science class in eighth grade and... The whole classroom just turns into a fucking rave at the Bill Nye the Science Guy theme song.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and your friend is in the back row jerking off for some odd reason. <laughs> Why did he wear sweatpants
1: to school every day? Well, there are two ways that planets typically acquire moons. Through accretion or capture. The process of capturing a moon is just like it sounds. A moon will drift into the orbit of a planet and become trapped in its gravitational field. This is called captured theory. But why is the moon moving away from us at one and a half inches a year, then, if we captured it?
0: Because gravity isn't real. Mm.
1: Moon secretion.
2: There you go. Moon secretion. (laughs) The moon is secreting. The moon is so... What is the moon secreting? Cheese whiz. (laughs) Moon juice.
0: There's also accretion, which means that it formed at the same time as the planet from the accretion disk of the solar system. In our circumstances said that the most plausible model of how the moon formed was early Earth being struck by a Mars-sized object called Theia and broke apart, thus creating an accretion disk, then millions of years of orbit, and it creates the moon.
2: There's also condensation theory basically stating that the moon and the Earth were formed at the same time, or the moon shortly before the Earth due to the claims of it being older. There's also a theory that we've never heard of until this research, which is called fission theory, as fission means breaking apart. It's proposed that it was a piece of the early Earth that broke up due to the Earth spinning at unimaginable rates.
1: Imagine it just throws it
0: off. You ever wonder why we don't feel the earth spinning so fast? Yeah,
2: because it's not. Do
0: you think it's not a globe?
2: Are we becoming flat earthers? Okay, there's like stages to becoming a flat earther. <laughs> I'm serious.
1: Do tell. What stage are you in, Frank? Yeah, what stage? What part of the iceberg are you on?
2: No, so it it starts at where we were as a collective. Making fun of it? Making fun of it, yeah. We apologize. And Mm -hmm. then you research it, and then I don't want to get into it. Until you
0: realize that all the scientific, the actual scientific experiments that were done to prove that the Earth is round are provable. Just like that documentary on Netflix, Behind the Curve, where they (laughs) proved multiple times that there is a round Earth.
1: Yeah, dude, that one was so good. Well, if you caught our Andrew Goff conversation, he had a very interesting theory. Mm, yeah. Truth. He blew the firmament off the top of my head. <laughs> Well, we can't talk about hollow moon unless we talk about ancient cultures. The hollow moon theory, also known as spaceship moon hypothesis, proposes that the Earth's moon is either entirely hollow or has a significant interior space. It's a massive chasm. And not only that, they believe the moon was intentionally hollowed out by aliens who brought our moon to Earth's orbit and placed it into position while others think that the moon is actually a spaceship itself.
0: Hmm.
1: That's interesting. The Death Star. The concept of hollow heavenly
0: bodies is not new. H.G. Wells borrowed from earlier fictional works that described a hollow Earth, such as Niels Klim's Underground Travels by Ludwig Holdberg, written in 1741. In the even older Zulu legend, our hollow moon was put in place by two brothers, Wawain and Mpanku, who had scaly fish-like skin.
1: Dry-ass skin. That's interesting. Lizards. Lizards. (laughs)
0: You know, it all boils down to reptilians.
1: Before we go on, this Zulu tribe did some research on it, and they call them reptilians. They're lizard people. Straight up. Straight up. Yeah, just lizard people.
0: Interesting fact before we move on, speaking of reptilians, not to bring up our current situation that's going on, did you know that, what is it, the Russian, some Russian flag shows a white knight putting a foot down on the throat of a reptilian overlord?
2: No. Hmm. Yeah,
0: saw that the other day. Some weird Russian flag shows a white knight almost like the Archangel Michael. Yeah. You know, how he puts that, that his foot down on
1: Satan's throat or Mm -hmm. whatever.
0: Kind of the same situation.
2: Is that like a government flag? I have
0: no
1: idea. Gotta be like some separatist thing, right? I don't know. It brings into question, is Putin
0: secretly destroying reptilian
1: There's also major country flags like the Mexican flag. Not as direct. It is an eagle. With the snake, right? The eagle or bird
0: holding a snake in its talons is kind of a common image.
1: It's also a religious image
2: with Adam and Eve and the snake and
0: Mm. the forbidden fruit. Sorry. That was a weird left turn. Let's get back
2: to it. They brought the moon to the earth after stealing it from a great fire dragon and said to have emptied out the quote egg-like satellite of its yolk. They milked the moon Mm. and placed it in orbit around the earth additionally the earth was shrouded in a layer of watery mist which came raining down to the earth once the moon came into orbit
0: real quick before we move on just an interesting little pop culture side note so there was this episode of doctor who where the moon was like exploding it was kind of ending the world a whole big thing and it turns out that the moon was the egg of a dragon in that episode so the moon wasn't actually exploding it was the egg hatching and a new dragon or a new moon being born maybe they used this in their
2: research to make that that'd be cool yeah it
0: sounds sounds similar
2: yeah not. not too far-fetched going
1: deeper into the Zulu tradition this watery mist they talk of hmm. there are accounts of writings of other ancient civilizations That have described times before the moon was there. All these cultures have a flood story. So, that 40 days, 40 nights in the Judeo Christian Bible, could it have been when the moon came and then all Hmm. that mist, you know? kind of rained down. It's also eerily similar to the ancient Sumerian text where there are two brothers, Enki and Enlil, who were responsible for instituting first civilizations of man and often depicted wearing fish garb. They had wings too. But they're also monstrously tall. Giants. And I know that there's reports of reptilian beings being up mm-hmm. to 15 feet tall. So very interesting characteristics. I think the weirdest thing for me about this whole part is the fact that there are cultures that say the moon wasn't there at one point. As if it's
0: like a... recent well as far as mankind goes but a recent development
2: they're saying like 11,000 years ago they're going out of their way and stating like there is no moon or they're just not depicting it in texts and whatnot
1: i would imagine if there's a watery mist around earth if we're talking about these cultures that were 12,000 11,000 years ago especially the sumerian text if we're talking about a mist that's on the earth and then all of a sudden it rains down that means the atmosphere and the weather patterns of the earth was completely different then but then they we talk about that the moon wasn't there and until the moon got there that's when they lost that and now you have blue skies and variable clouds mm. that's really weird
0: to me. that's taking those statements at face value though no interpretation no you know wording differences like that's taking it as of what we're interpreting it as so who knows in the ancient times if they were describing something that they just didn't understand y- you know if you saw like a lunar eclipse so like imagine a person seeing a lunar eclipse for the first time you would think that the the moon was like revealing itself after the eclipse was done
1: i guess the only part about it is them saying that the moon was brought here Hmm. i guess the point i'm trying to make is there must be accounts of times before the moon there's also another thing i read about the zulu is that women didn't menstruate until the moon was in the sky that damn
2: moon okay so now that you say that that just solidified a little bit what i was thinking about so my thought on this is not to completely reject the theory that the moon was brought here or any sort of thing like that i can't explain the mist away but maybe what they were doing was interpreting moon cycles right so women menstruate on cycles monthly as the moon has monthly cycles not that they're connected in any way shape or form. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Uh,
0: that's, that's, an interesting, uh, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: There's one popular theory that we've talked about extensively that Stanley Kubrick created an elaborate hoax for NASA and astronauts like Neil Armstrong who didn't actually go to the lunar surface.
0: Hollow moon is similar to the more well known hollow earth hypothesis which was a common thread in pre- spaceflight science fiction writings. As we stated all the way back in Debriefing 16, the first mention of a hollow Earth was made by scientist Edmund Haley in 1692, but the hollow moon wasn't mentioned until H.G. Wells' 1901 novel, The First Men in the Moon. In the moon. In the moon. You know, I bring it back to the thought that I had during Hollow Earth, is that it's possible that there are caverns and there are pockets of emptiness within the moon why is that not possible not saying that maybe the whole thing isn't hollow but again like we said in hollow earth couldn't it just be just massive pockets of a void could be maybe it didn't form you know as solid
2: i would think that that would be more likely if not just as likely that we're dealing with that same thing on earth what you're trying to say i yes (laughs) yes Yes, (laughs) Yes. I think it's more likely that there's big cavernous voids on the moon than there are here on Earth. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think we'll
2: talk about it a little bit,
1: especially with its density. It's supposed to have a much lighter density, and that would be the case. And that's the whole argument here is that Mm -hmm. if there are major voids, but is the whole thing hollow, you know, that's what we're getting at. I think with the earth, if there was any hollow voids in the earth, we're supposed to be on a crust that's floating on a molten mantle. But what if there's another crust and that's floating on water? Who the fuck knows? We can't get down there. True. Let's start digging. Let's do it. What was that movie? The Core? Terrible. We got to kickstart the earth. Let's get this giant drill dough and just go straight down into the earth. (laughs) Drill dough.
2: There are some major talking points of people that subscribe to this hollow moon theory. And for them, it's proof that the moon is actually either artificial or hollow, depending on where you're pulling your information from.
1: The biggest reason why people think the moon is hollow is that it rang like a bell. Bong. Bing bong. On November 14th, 1969, Apollo 12 launched what was its sixth crewed flight in the United States Apollo program, and the second to land on the moon.
0: Its crew consisted of Commander Charles Pete Conrad, Lunar Module Pilot Alan L. Bean, and Command Module Pilot Richard F. Gordon. They performed 31 hours of observations of the lunar surface activity. In the final stages of the mission, NASA deliberately crashed Apollo 12's ascent stage of the lunar module onto the moon's surface. They reported that the moon rang like a bell for almost an hour, leading to arguments that it must be hollow. Like a bell. Okay, so uh, quick question about that. Why did they purposely crash that stage onto the lunar surface? What was the point of that?
2: Maybe they were trying to solidify their thought that maybe the moon is hollow and they wanted to see if it would make a big boom.
1: Well, they already put seismometers on the moon. One thing is that there are moonquakes, which people say that the moon is not geologically active, but if there are moonquakes,
0: that means that there's
1: something some type of activity there and there's certain types of moonquakes too there's ones Mm. that are shallow that i i I think i've read they've gotten as strong as 5.5 on the richter scale so that can knock your dresser over knock your tv off your entertainment center dude it can do some damage so that's substantial so they must have known something as to there was going to be a reaction to crashing something into the moon
0: my other thought on that though is you crash a lunar module into the moon now we said that the moon is only what 2100 miles across but either way a module let's say even on the larger side it's 20 feet across and you crash that thing and let's say that it's a couple tons that's a fair guess at
1: weight and you're not crashing it at speeds of like an asteroid or comet which are like 17 20,000 miles an hour
0: Exactly. Let's say even at a thousand miles an hour. You're crashing into the moon how the fuck is it ringing like a bell off of that you also got to think about this there's asteroids that hit the fucking moon all the time so you're telling me that an asteroid traveling at fucking ten thousand miles an hour is bigger than a lunar module only leaves an indentation and we never hear
1: anything about ringing bells then and then these lunar modules were made of like what tin foil and aluminum and like you know these things are rocks space rocks but also there was just this week there was a piece of a rocket that hit the moon at 5,800 miles an hour. Did it ring like a hmm. bell then? They didn't tell us. No.
0: See, that's what I'm saying.
2: Well, if the moon is ringing like that when objects are hitting it, do you really think we'd be able to hear it from Earth? No.
0: No, but it still just brings up the thought that like, okay, you're crashing a, a VW bug into the, the moon. <laughs> Like how much of a ringing sound are you going to get from an entire fucking 2100 mile wide
2: object? True. The question remains, why did they crash it? Yeah. Super Super sus. Think about
0: it this way. It's like if you had a bell tower, okay, and you you went up to the bell tower and it's got a massive bell in it and you threw a ping pong ball at it. Like, is that going to shake the fucking bell and make it ring?
2: No, no, No. probably not.
0: It's going to fucking ping off and that's that's it. It's
2: going to tear the fabric of reality.
0: That whole ringing of the moon, I don't know. that's questionable.
2: Additionally, they smashed a larger piece of equipment into the moon during the Apollo 13 mission. It was supposed to have rang for
1: 3 hours and 20 minutes during that mission. Mm,
0: I'm calling bullshit on the ringing of
2: the moon. You're not feeling the ringing? No, I'm not feeling that. Yeah. (laughs) The moon again was described as ringing like a bell during some of those quakes, specifically the shallow ones. And in March of 1970, Popular Science published an article with this title.
1: Yeah, 1970 was when this ringing of the bell thing really became a thing that was like the coining of the phrase ringing like a bell so it's been quite some time for them to do that but there is some evidence to contradict that because of the differences in texture and the type of density of planetary strata meaning you know the moon or the earth there's no mainstream scientific evidence of any large empty space inside the body and the moon is dry and rigid causing the moon to vibrate more which could have resulted in a ringing sound but that doesn't really make sense because there's dry areas of the earth that are tectonically active and it doesn't ring like a bell yeah again bullshit
0: Because the most common belief is that the moon comes from the Earth, and it was formed by Earth colliding with another planet, it's expected that the moon should be made up of the same elements of the Earth, but they're not, they're different. The moon is made up of chromium, titanium, and zirconium, different from the Earth's surface.
2: When astronauts attempted to drill into the craters, they were barely able to penetrate the surface, discovering processed metals like brass, mica, and pure titanium, as well as the presence of radioactive elements like uranium-236 and neptunium. The abundance of titanium is one example of such an anomaly,
1: with some lunar samples containing up to 10% of this precious mineral. Meanwhile, on Earth, the highest abundance of titanium-rich minerals has never exceeded 1%. Hmm. The scientific explanation
0: for this is that the volatility of Earth's plate tectonics and erosion covered up much of the elements that made up Earth when it
1: was first created. But does that mean the 1% deep down, or 1% the crust?
0: I guess from what we're able to drill or find. So they're thinking that it would be deeper down.
2: Because the Earth plate tectonics and recycling of rocks. Speaking of rock recycling, we have the point that the moon has rocks older than the earth because the most common belief is that the moon comes from the earth and that it was formed by the earth colliding with another planet it is expected that the moon should be the same age as the earth but there have been rocks found on the moon much older than the earth Mm. that could be because it's getting pelted with meteorites yeah.
0: yeah Yeah, that's that was my thought.
1: New studies of the Apollo rocks suggested that the moon started to solidify only 50 million years after the solar system formed. Now, how did they get that figure? Well, those smart scientists of the world found an isotope called Hafnium 182. This decays over time to produce an isotope known as Tungsten 182. This decay was particularly swift, and it only took place during the first 70 million years of the solar system's history. Mm. I guess the Earth now is 4.6 billion years. Years old. But this happened within the first 70 million years of that?
0: Yeah, of the formation of the solar system. Mm. They can tell that because of that hafnium 182, which is gone in like a blink 182. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the hafnium decayed and then eventually becomes tungsten 182 so they're basing it off of the decay of the original isotope. It's almost like carbon dating, but for the isotope. Remember, the moon could seem older because it's surface never renews itself. Never gets any of that adrenochrome. (laughs) Keeping it young. Earth may have rocks that old, but they may have been recycled through the natural resurfacing of the planet. So could the moon be younger? Dude, we're going both sides
1: of the spectrum here.
0: Well, scientists from the German Aerospace Center calculated how long it took for the moon's magma ocean to cool and solidify. It's like five or ten minutes. It's like a Hot Pocket.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like a Tostino pizza roll.
2: I thought the same thing. I wasn't going to say it, but yeah.
0: (laughs) They estimated that the moon is actually almost 100 million years younger than previously thought. About 85 million years younger to be exact. 4.425
2: billion years ago. This implies that the moon was actually born at the tail end of the earth's formation which began about four and a half billion years ago.
1: So that goes back to that fission theory and maybe it got hit so much so if it's spinning that fast it kicks off the moon and it took mm-hmm. a couple million years to get that thing solidified. A little bit longer than a hot pocket. <laughs> Just a little
2: bit. The craters are thought to be the result of bombardments of meteorite and asteroid impacts meaning there should be a certain proportion between their depth and width and the craters are extremely uniform in depth and shape no matter the size
1: the craters are a big big argument for this because they're too perfect yeah they're, the craters are, are too perfect yeah they're they're all circular there's no oblong craters I mean there might be probably find a couple it's almost like something got hit dead on you would think that they would be deeper i mean they almost all look like kind of the meteor crater out in arizona which is fascinating go to it if you've been there so it's amazing it's a very large crater some appear to have a convex And a convex is the opposite of a concave. So it goes in like a crater, but in the middle, it's almost like a dome. And Mm. a lot of scientists theorize that that's completely unnatural. You don't see that really ever in any formation, at least on Earth, with visible meter craters, especially taking the crater out in Winslow, Arizona. It's dead flat in the center. Yeah, that's kind of weird. So it
0: indents... And then in the center, it's concave? Or are they saying that the whole thing is concave?
1: No, so concave would be the actual... Picture the crater as a concave, the whole crater itself. Now, take the convex would be taking a cone and putting it in the center of the bottom of the crater.
0: Yeah, so the dome part is in the center.
1: Yeah, so like Crater Lake, Mm. it's got a almost volcanic. So, I mean, that could explain it too. Could they be ancient volcanoes? Could the moon have been massively volcanic in its past? And that's the remnants of a volcano. We talked about the Rishat structure. Mm Mm-hmm. That one has multiple circles that could have possibly. The mainstream argument is that it's a bunch of collapsed lava domes. So, could those, some of those larger craters that have convex in them, just be, you know, lava domes from ancient volcanoes? I don't know. The craters are very strange on the moon. Yeah.
2: I'm just geeking at the fact that at one point in time, our moon was just Mustafar from Star Wars.
1: Hushling, we'll be right back after this short message.
2: Greetings, suchtilians. We peer into a theory
0: first brought to light in the articles written by Sergei Manast in 1994.
1: It
2: is suggested that NASA and the UN are planning to create a new world order and form a new age religion by fabricating an alien invasion to ultimately control the global system.
1: Even proposing that we will see the second coming of Christ. All being executed by 3D holographic projection technology and low frequencies to control minds. Ending with economic
0: collapse, civil unrest,
1: sexual slavery, killing, suicide, and permanent psychological
2: disorders.
0: Could we be seeing this technology in action in recent years?
2: Are we living in the midst of this program? Join the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour Monday, March 28th for debriefing 45. Project Bluebeam.
1: Welcome back to the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour.
0: Let's talk about cool things like eclipses. Trump likes to look right into the sun. My eyes! Whether they're lunar, solar, total, or any type of eclipse, they're all very strange. Think about the position of the earth, the size of the moon, as well as the 238,900 miles between us. Then add the size of the sun and its distance of 93 million miles, sus.
1: Now, what's even more sus is that the moon happens to be 400 times smaller than the sun, but the sun, happens to be 400 times further from the earth than the moon is coincidence break out your protractors boys
2: some will argue that there is no great significance to the fact that we humans just happen to exist at the time where stuffed crust pizza is a thing and when the moon and sun appear almost identically large in our skies can it just be luck living within that 100 million year window the moon is moving away from us at one and a half inches a year think about
1: that too so is there going to be a time and place where the moon wasn't here then it shows up and now it's just like see ya
2: Do you think that the moon moving away an inch and a half a year could have anything to do with sea levels rising? No,
1: because I would imagine the moon getting closer to us would have more of a tidal
2: reaction. Well, that's the thing. If the moon was moving away, that's a lack of tidal action. The water's not moving so much. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm? Never thought of that.
1: There's
0: always the question, why? Weren't humans here before that window? Hmm, think about it. Really think about it.
2: Really marinate on that. Secrete that. Guys,
0: let's get dense for a minute.
2: Fucking dense.
0: The least convincing thing about this whole thing is the density, which relies on the fact that the moon is lighter than the Earth. If we believe the theory that the moon was created as a result of an impact with Earth, then the two would surely have the same density. And they
1: don't. But taken to the argument that the moon is what a quarter of the size of the earth i mean their mass is definitely not the same but the densities i mean could they be different what if the moon no if they were smacked together by an impact it was two bodies that blew up the moon being so much smaller could have had a different accretion period you know where i'm getting at you know like the earth could could have taken way longer than the moon solidifying and that could have been some difference in chemical process of rocks i mean i'm I'm not a fucking scientist, so.
2: Hmm. I don't know. It's a head scratcher, because if you take a bowling ball and you smack it in half and, you know, you you get a little third of the bowling ball on one side and the rest of the bowling ball is on the other side, the density is going to be exactly the same, even though they're two different sized pieces. They both came from the same piece. Yeah,
0: That's also a very simplistic
2: explanation, because you got to think. Yeah, yeah. You're pulling it from... Cosmic science. Yeah, and
0: at the time that this would have happened, both the Earth and the Moon would have still been forming what they are today. They would have been in some sort of semi gooey state.
1: <laughs> I guess the density really plays a part in the gravity, too. It's only about 60% of Earth's density, so it's a little bit different. And the Moon's gravitational force is 16% of the Earth. I'm not a mathematician, but is there something there? Is there another connection between the 400 and the 400, you know?
0: Yeah, there's more more coincidences.
1: Yeah, I've heard a lot of the 33 number, too. If you take all the mathematics with, like, the way that Jupiter is or Saturn to the Earth and the orbit of the Sun and the Moon, it's, like, all, like, computes down to, like, the number 33. Very strange. Look into that. It's an interesting part of it. Well, we can't talk about this theory without bringing up some major conspiracy theorists that have brought this up, and one of them being our friend David Icke. Shout out, David and he talks about his Saturn-Moon matrix, which he introduced in his 2010 novel, Human Race, Get Off Your Knees, The Lion Sleeps No More. In that novel, he suggests that Earth and the collective human mind are manipulated from the moon, which is a spacecraft in an interdimensional portal the reptilians control, or the Anunnaki.
2: A quick tidbit on the Anunnaki. They are known as a group of deities of the ancient Sumerians. According to Zachariah Sitchin, the Anunnaki hybridized their species with Homo erectus via in vitro fertilization in order to create human beings as a slave species Their atmosphere was made of gold, and they needed it. Mm. The
0: moon matrix is a broadcast from that spaceship to the human body computer, specifically to the left hemisphere of the brain, which gives us our sense of reality, and it's quoted in the novel. We are living in a dream world within a dream world, a matrix within the virtual reality universe, and it's being broadcast from the moon. Unless people force themselves to become fully conscious, their minds are the moon's mind
1: you think that was the Watiko
0: thing he was talking about? The Watiko consciousness? Yeah. Uh, it could be related. He did say that the, the Watiko consciousness was like a dark energy.
1: True. And that's the way the reptilians supposedly feed off human beings is fear and anxiety and mm-hmm. dark thoughts. They must love this generation. Holy shit.
0: <laughs> okay. So not to jump ahead to the end. But there is the Reddit conspiracy that the Earth is a prison and that the moon is kind of the guard tower. So, Mm -hmm. you know, going back to a spacecraft or some sort of base being on the moon, we are trapped within our planet we've never actually been to space this all goes back to a lot of the things that we talked about maybe in flat earth and a lot of the things that flat earthers themselves will say about nasa and about our travels to space and whether we've been to the moon whether we've left the firmament whatever the argument may be but that we are prisoners on this planet and that our overlords are posted up on the moon ensuring that we never leave very interesting thought
2: well you know you might have just answered one of your biggest questions on flat earth and that's why do they lie about the shape of the globe could be
0: i i wouldn't i wouldn't say the shape though because that's that still wouldn't explain the the shape but that would explain maybe the possibility of a firmament so let's say that we are in some sort of prison complex on this planet earth then a firmament just kind of makes sense you know it's like the barbed wire fence at this point yeah Mm -hmm. but also (laughs) and this is where we get into the stages of becoming a flat earther right so so let's say okay yeah let's say that our prison guards for lack of a better term are on the moon and they are observing us the best way to observe us would be on a flat plane obviously you can't Observe all of your prisoners if some of them are on one side of the earth and the others are on the other side of the earth, you know So it would make sense that it's just like a prison yard, you know Everybody's out on a flat plane while the guards are elevated above watching down. Fuck man, that just freaked me out.
2: Yeah, a little spooky right? (laughs) It gets spookier, oh man In
1: 2012 he added in another book, remember who you are remember where you are and where you come from and he talks about the rings of Saturn as being an ultimate source of the signal and that the moon ultimately functions as an amplifier and the frequencies broadcast from the hexagonal storm on Saturn's north pole and are amplified through the hollow structure of our artificial moon keeping humanity trapped in a Holographic projection. Dude, Andrew Goff said something about that storm too. (laughs) Oh boy! Oh boy!
2: David is quoted from an article in May of 2016, saying, "Quote: It is more likely that what we have here is a very ancient spaceship." the interior of which was filled with fuel for the engines, and materials and appliances for repair work and instruments, observation equipment, and all manner of machinery."
0: He then goes on to say, "...perhaps it's even the home of a whole civilization envisaging a prolonged thousands of millions of years of existence, and long wandering through space thousands of millions of miles, and the whole of such a spaceship must be super tough to stand up to the blows. meteors and sharp fluctuations between extreme heat and cold that's interesting Mm -hmm. so in his explanation the moon is
1: a ship it's the death star
0: (laughs) pretty much it is a ship that has been traveling for millions of years and then ended up here
1: in the
2: perfect placement Mm,
0: in the perfect placement where it doesn't rotate that's what's on the dark side of the moon just a bunch of thrusters
2: china is on the dark side of the moon this brings us into our next big proponent max spears spears was a conspiracy theorist that spoke a lot about the moon nazis and draco reptilians he has stated that he has had various out of body experiences was an mk ultra victim including the belief that he had been given supernatural powers at birth, making him a super soldier. Very interesting.
1: Spears unfortunately died July 16th, 2016 in Warsaw, Poland, while he was visiting a friend and working on a UFO documentary. He supposedly died of a Xanax overdose while having pneumonia, and allegedly was vomiting up a quote, dark liquid before his death.
0: Yeah, that Max Spears thing is very sus. I almost want to do like a deep dive into Max Spears one of these days, maybe as an extra or, you know, a bonus episode or something, because that man was spouting some stuff and governments definitely didn't want him around anymore
1: he almost had some
2: parallels to Corey good but he went more extreme in my opinion yeah
0: he was going
1: for the throat
0: of the government
2: yeah i would love to do a little bit more on him because just like anything else that we cover that's like really kind of deep and they're trying to bury that information when you google this guy you're not gonna find too much You're, you're gonna have to like really 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 dig to see what he was into and what he was preaching
0: Let's see some of the things that Max quoted during an interview shortly before his passing. He goes on to say, eh, the moon. What is the moon? What is the moon? It's not a natural object. I think it was part of something else and then moved into this specific spot to be used for a number of different reasons. As an amplification system, for Saturn, Mm -hmm. which we can talk about, but I think there are multiple Nazi bases and Draco bases on the moon.
1: Interesting. We always go back to the Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) He continues... They seem to be able to get on the Fourth Reich and the Dracos to some extent. He also says there is a soul-catching machine which is there on the moon. So like what you said before, it's a prison. Your soul can never leave the Earth. Hmm. Hmm. Going on. So you get amnesia when you go through the machine. I sort of have a feeling of remembering it and wanting to pull away. I remember being killed before. Yeah, another portion of this quote, he says the way they perverted it and inverted it is so that they set up a technological system where they throw us through the machine when you die, and then it traps and stores the soul, erases the memory completely and throws you back basically into the same situation you just came from again with the same people just different clothes. You move in circles with the same people. I
2: don't know the technology of it. End quote.
0: It's like a reincarnation. Yeah.
2: To an extent, yeah. Just in a really dark, <laughs> fucked up manner. you living
0: in hell over and over again.
2: Yeah, this quote was very long.
1: This is a couple pages of a full blown interview. And he does also say that you're put into a position to where you're thrown into a situation with people you don't know, meaning your, your new parents. It's very, very weird.
2: In the interview, he continues to say more on the saturn moon connection he says there is a 29.5 year transit of saturn around the sun a 29.5 day transit of the moon around the earth so they are working in unison there in numerology saturn used to be the life-giving sun force of this planet some people do call it the black sun I have heard of that. It's a very beautiful, life-giving planet, and this consciousness that has taken over whatever name you want to give it, I find it difficult to put a name on it. It's a parasitic consciousness, right? It took over Saturn, somehow.
1: The Black Sun, that goes back to the Nazis.
0: Yeah. And parasitic consciousness, that's what David Icke was talking about with the Wetiko consciousness.
1: Yeah. Mhm.
0: So it's feeding off of its host in this negative energy that we give off as
2: a species. Weird. You know, the earth needs some avengers. We need some avengers to like take on these cosmic bad guys. It's
0: crazy how a lot of the people that we mention, whether it be David Ike or Max Spears or we talk about Andrew Groff and a bunch of other people that we read about and talk about and they all kind of say the same things. And it could be it could be them feeding off of each other or it could just be their independent thoughts or what they believe and all that but it's crazy the correlation between what these people say and how it all lines up and then you can almost reference it back like dave said to historical things nazis with the black sun and uh, i don't know man you know he starts talking about where you're put back into these same situations and we've talked about how time is just an ever-flowing loop and there's civilizations that talk about reincarnation. Uh, it's, it's just, ugh. It's so widespread and it's such like a large thing that it makes your head hurt a little bit, <laughs> you know? Like, realistically, if you were to put all this stuff, you know, on, on paper and look at it all, you could probably connect all of it together. And I think it would be just daunting To know that this was all connected, literally everything.
1: That goes back to simulation theory. I mean, David Icke, earlier in this episode, what we said Mm. is that humanity is trapped in a holographic projection. Mm. So is it a Draco reptilian
2: sim? Well, yeah, I was just thinking, how big did we say that the supercomputer would have to be for the simulation? Oh, galaxies. Huge.
0: Yeah, it'd it'd have to be
1: massive.
2: In our current technology. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Now imagine if, oh man,
1: that's crazy. It hurts, right? It hurts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Wild thoughts. Well, Spears goes on to say, Saturn has the highest and lowest frequencies in the solar system. So they bound it with a ring, that energy ring around it, and the lowest frequencies it possibly could have, pushed it through an amplification system on the moon. So the frequencies are amplified to the moon and focused down to Earth, creating the false reality we live in.
1: Scary! That just gets super deep. What if the asteroid belt was another manufactured part of the solar system to keep us away from Saturn sorry wacky thoughts mm. well I think that's what he's implying here well the rings of Saturn yeah yeah we'll find out when you get recycled <laughs> Moving on, we have Michael Vassin and Alexander Shcherbakov, and in July of 1970, the two were then part of what was then the Soviet Academy of Sciences, and they came up with the hypothesis that the moon is a spaceship created by unknown beings with superior technology of that to the Earth. The article was titled, Is the Moon the Creation of Alien Intelligence? And it was published in the magazine Sputnik,
2: which is the Russian version of
1: Reader's Digest.
2: They claim that huge machines would have been used to melt rock and form large cavities within the moon, with the resulting molten lava spewing onto the moon's surface. The moon would then most likely consist of hull-like inner shell and an outer shell made from metallic rocky slag. For reasons that are still unknown, the quote, spaceship moon was then placed into orbit around the Earth.
1: That's their hypothesis in a nutshell. So they proposed in 1970 that it had a metallic rocky slag. So is that like all the titanium and brass? Mm,
0: Melted titanium. Yeah,
1: Yeah, the processed metals that could be on the outside. I've also heard that the moon's surface, the areas that are the darker spots are supposed to be like solidified basalt or whatever. Lava rock. Is that where they secreted from
2: well maybe that's able to tie back to it ringing like a bell right so if the outer shell was made from a metallic substance as opposed to say moon dust and the inside was hollow i could see that making more of a noise than it just smacking into a big ball of space rock you know Mm i don't
0: know in 1976 george h leonard published somebody Else is on the moon in which he took numerous nasa photographs of the lunar surface and reprinted them he suggested that large-scale machinery was visible in the pictures could this be why we never went back after apollo 17 so quick thing about this and it kind of relates um, in 1994 there was a joint project between nasa and a ballistics defense program which is kind of weird. Ballistic Missile Defense Organization they were known as. And in 1994 they launched a project called Project Clementine. Now, this was it was to test sensors and different spaceship components, things that they were going to put onto uh shuttles and observe them over long periods of exposure on the moon and in space to make sure that they could be used correctly in new ships. So, they went in And you know they performed all these things but another secret part of this project was that they took millions of photographs of the lunar surface and this was kind of a side thing that was requested by the state department and by the CIA and all these shadowy organizations they went and they took millions of pictures of the surface of the moon and when they were looking at the photos they came across what looked like an object that was completely metallic on the surface and they said that it was massive it was a massive massive object something like a cruise ship size or like the size of a city or something
1: very large yeah
0: but it was it was a very very large object and there's even parts of those photos now if you were to find them if you could find them that nasa had blurred out completely and independent researchers people that were wondering about this object that they found on the lunar surface went and they took the photos and increased the saturation and worked different photoshop magic pretty much uh, to see past the blur that nasa had put onto the photos and came to realize that it was almost like a a long like a long dome structure later in the photo sets you see the same dome structure but now they zoomed in a lot you know 50 times the zoom on the photo and saw actual what looks like uh, some sort of person or creature whatever outside of the dome so project clementine on the surface looks like some sort of you know thing that nasa was working on to test out all these instruments and stuff for their rockets but In reality, it became so famous because of these photos and because of this object that could be on the lunar surface. It definitely was on the lunar surface. If you've seen these photos, you could probably look them up.
1: You can go to Google Moon on the Google Earth app and see a ton of redacted space. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. If NASA... And all these government organizations didn't have anything to hide and they weren't worried about this or that then what is the point of redacting these things and what is the point of blurring these photos and what is the point of making these things disappear from the public eye
2: they're hiding something
0: i mean it's got to be something it's got to be something especially when you're looking at an object that is that massive on the moon
2: also why haven't we been back scott c Waring. A known conspiracy theorist has been analyzing these picture sets from NASA's satellite images and believes that he has spotted several of these artificial structures.
1: The UFO hunter wrote on his ET
2: database,
1: quote, you are looking at cities on the moon. He says, you see, there are three types of buildings that I have identified on the moon. First is the metallic buildings, which have angles like human buildings but these are always smaller compared to the other two. Second, there are white ceramic buildings. Third, there are dark buildings and they are massive, up to hundreds of kilometers long. They often have small buildings near their entrances with many four to eight usually tunnel-like attachments going
2: back and forth. Hm. What are they doing up there?
0: That further makes me think that there is definitely something on the moon and maybe we're in fucking prison, man. Yeah, yeah.
2: that's 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 our guard tower right there. Yeah. <sighs>
0: Well, let's talk about the science. Mainstream scientific opinion on the internal structure of the moon overwhelmingly supports a solid internal structure, of course it does, with a thin crust. Love that thin crust. And ex-
2: mm.
0: <laughs> Not better than stuff crust
2: though. Nope you can have both an extensive
0: mantle and a small dense core analysis of lunar seismic data has helped constrain the thickness of the crust to 27 miles
2: the research indicates that the core contains a small percentage of light elements such as sulfur also found in a layer around our very own core the crust of the moon is not made up of cheddar but it is in fact made up of a rocky surface covered with regolith this layer can be as shallow as 10 feet or as deep as 66 feet that's a lot of sand that's a lot of cheese that's a lot of rega. that's a lot of regatta <laughs>
1: <laughs> the crust of the moon is also about 38 to 63 miles thick depending on where you're at dummy thick most of the interior of the moon is made up of the lithosphere which is about 620 miles thick it supplied the magma necessary to create lava planes on the surface in its early life the ones we talked about NASA suggests that the moon may have a solid iron core with a radius of nearly 150 miles, surrounded by a softer and somewhat molten liquid iron outer core with the radius of roughly 205 miles. So if it's somewhat molten, does that mean that the moonquake, Moonquake. it's got to be geologically active? It's got to be.
0: It's the only way to account for
1: moonquakes. That's some of the science, and I think most of that science was done in the 60s,
2: so... None of it's (laughs) valid. (laughs) None of it's real. They just pulled a bunch of numbers out of a bingo ball and just slapped them onto the documents.
0: Hushlings, we like to take a look at the Reddit conspiracies because Reddit, you come up with some pearls of knowledge sometimes. The user, Shower Thoughts, love that username, asks Isn't it strange how a flat moon conspiracy isn't more popular since we only ever see one side? Mmm. Flat moon. Hmm.
2: Flat I mean, flat moon, flat earth. If the earth is flat, why can't the moon be flat, right?
0: Maybe they're all flat. That's true.
2: Flat universe. Maybe, yeah. Fuck,
0: man. Are we becoming flat earthers?
2: No, don't say that. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not, not yet. yet. We're not there yet. On Reddit, we found a little bit more on Scott C. Waring. On April 2nd of 2021, a moon-sized spaceship was seen exiting the sun. He said he claimed that it is quote 100% proof that extraterrestrials are residing inside of our host star calling it hollow sun theory
0: mm, next debriefing even newer stuff <laughs> we're just going to do a whole season of hollow get inside
2: us hushlings hollow twinkie theory <laughs> there is no cream in twinkies it's just embedded in your brain to experience Twinkie cream inside of it. There's no
1: real cheese inside the stuffed crust oh, pizza. you take it's that back. All a hologram.
2: Hollow crust. The hollow crust you put into the group chat last night. Dude, I lost it. I was real <laughs> drunk and I saw that and I fucking lost it. I showed it to like 20 people and none of them liked it. <laughs> He wrote on his UFO sightings daily. "Quote: I was watching Helio Viewer when I noticed an explosion. When I made a close-up of this area, I saw a black object shoot out of the explosion and across an area in ten minutes." Mm, I've seen this. I believe I have. Yeah. Have you seen this? Have you seen it? Yeah. You seen this? You
0: it's heard about this? Very <laughs> interesting. Well, boys. We got pretty hollow with this one. Interested to hear the final thoughts. David, what do you think about the hollow moon? (sighs) Ugh.
1: I'm on the fence. I don't know. I still I'm still not a flat earther. So I'm still not a hollow earther either. So I think that the moon is probably more along the mainstream. It's just a freak thing. Hashtag blessed. And that's just the way it is. But then again, there's a lot of people that do talk about major connections, you know, with the Saturn moon matrix and the broadcasting with some of the conspiracy theorists that we talked about. But then the Zulu tradition, the moon coming here late. So for me, I'm on the fence with this one. I think it could be. It might not be. I haven't been to the moon.
2: Neither has anybody else.
1: (laughs) Yeah, true, true. But I will say there is one quote that I saw that is fitting for the end of this, and it's by Arthur C. Clarke. And he said, two possibilities exist, either that we are alone in the universe or that we are not. Both are equally terrifying. And I'd say after this and talking about us being in a earthly prison, I'm pretty terrified.
0: Mm, well said, well said, sir. I, I will say that much like the hollow earth theory, I kind of believe that there are pockets of the moon that could be hollow. Is the entire thing hollow? Doubtful. But when you look at the evidence of there being structures on the moon, of NASA going out of their way to block out certain photos of the moon, and constantly using Photoshop, and just all this secrecy that these government organizations and government oversight has provided us, there's something going on on the moon. Whether it's other countries or ourselves that have bases on the moon, whether the moon is, like I said, maybe some sort of galactic rest stop cheesy outpost remains to be seen i don't think that it's ever going to be something that we see in our lifetime maybe i'll be wrong about that the thought of us living in kind of an internal loop hellscape and not being able to escape the earth and living within this prison is intriguing and terrifying it's kind of an existential crisis (laughs) if i think about it too much so i'm not going to i will just say as far as hollow moon i'm kind of down the middle like you said I believe that there are caverns to it. I believe that there is something going on. But entirely hollow, probably not. Frank, final thoughts. It's like Frank Sanders.
2: Frank's final thought. Open your eyes and look at the moon. Open your eyes. <laughs> Open your eyes. Stare at it when it's fully illuminated. Your out. Yeah, this is this is a tough final thought for me because I'm torn into many different directions on this. I don't think that we've been to the moon, right? I've stated this before. So for them to be covering stuff up on Google Moon or whatever it is, satellite images with redacted areas and blurred out, that's super sus. What are they hiding? And then when you take away that blur and you're seeing these structures, it makes you wonder what are they doing up there? Have humans been up to the moon? Possibly. Is it China? Is it Russia? Is it the US? Is it Nazis? Is it Draco? Reptilians? Possibly. I can't say like you said Dave I haven't been there but I've been under the impression for years that there's like these otherworldly other dimensional dark entities at play manipulating our our reality to some extent manipulating the factors of the universe and maybe we are just in some real freaky prison and they're just up there doing guard tower stuff and soul recycling that very well could be what reincarnation is and that could lend a helping hand and to the whole deja vu thing do i think that the moon is hollow yes and no if it's naturally hollow and cavernous like the earth probably is sure yeah it's hollow do i think that it's full of machinery or a spaceship not necessarily i, I
1: do believe that there's definitely something going on whether it's us or someone else it's the perfect place to spy yeah especially with our civilization like both of you said the perfect guard tower
0: well that's gonna conclude our mission to the moon astronauts. What did you think about hollow moon theory? Was there anything that we missed? Was there any information that we glazed over? Did we miss the landing pad to the hollow moon? Let us know your thoughts on this topic or really any topic that we've covered. You can always hit us up at our email, contact at hushhushsociety.com.
2: Be sure to tune in for Debriefing 45, where we peer into the skies for Project Bluebeam. That will be streaming everywhere Monday, March 28th. Ooh, that's
0: a big one, Hushlings. A lot of you guys... Have been asking
1: about it, and we are going to
2: dive. The big boy. We're turning on
1: the projector. Beep, beep, beep. We also have another exclusive debriefing that will be available for all our patrons this Thursday coming up, good old St. Patty's Day, where we hop into the pot of gold with one of our actual patrons and explore the lore of leprechauns.
2: They're just Irish Duendes. One last thing, Hush Slings. Kiss
1: me Blarney Stones.
2: Potlicker. Oh, no pot liquor. <laughs> Tune in on June 6th for our fifth. 50th debriefing and 5th live show keep your eyes peeled for the details it's gonna be a
0: big one
2: I think next episode we'll let everybody know
0: yeah halfway point yeah
1: thank you again for joining us for another debriefing of the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour I'm Declassified Dave
2: and I'm Mystery Mike and I'm Slick Frank Sanders
0: until our next debriefing remember the best kept secrets are hidden in plain sight